Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. Have you ever been really excited to get an invitation? Okay, it might sound silly, but if you ask me what invitation I have been most excited to get, the first answer that comes to my mind is my invitation to Troy's seventh grade birthday party. Allow me to explain. My seventh grade year was interesting. I had been homeschooled up through sixth grade, but for my seventh grade year, I was put into a Christian school. Now, let me be clear, there are lots of perfectly normal, well-adjusted homeschoolers, okay? I was not one of them. Though, in retrospect, I'm not sure how much of that had to do with my being homeschooled and how much of that had to do with my being, well, me. I'll be honest, I really struggled that first year to feel like I fit in with my peers. I know a seventh grader that feels like they don't fit in. Who ever heard of such a thing? But the truth is, a lot of my classmates had been friends for a while, and I always felt on the outside. And in my defense, I I did get picked on a fair amount. Well, Troy's birthday party was coming up, and I knew that basically all the guys in the school were going to be invited to go over for an evening of video games, four-wheelers, and snowmobiling. You have to understand all the guys in our high school was like 20 guys. And that pretty much everyone was going to go because Troy was a really popular 7th grader. Part of me was nervous that I wouldn't get that invitation. That I would show up on Monday morning and I would hear all the stories and would sit on the outside as everyone told inside jokes and recounted their adventures and different things that had happened. I, I don't remember for sure. I think there was an official written invitation that went out that I received. All I know is that I did end up getting an invitation, and it really meant a lot to me that first year. And I went, and I had an awesome time staying up all night and playing video games, uh, much to my parents' disappointment. You know, my, my point in relating that story, maybe you have a similar story, uh, maybe you don't, but invitations can be really special whether it's an invitation to a birthday party or an invitation to be part of someone's wedding party or to play a part in a program or an invitation to be a part of some kind of society or uh, some sort of honor program. You know, we all like to be invited. We all want to be included. And the reason I start this off is because as we come to the New Testament, as we come to Scripture, we find that we serve a God who invites us, who opens up his arms and welcomes us, who calls to us. He calls to us to come. Christ tells a parable where uh, there's a wedding that's prepared and there's no one to there's no one to attend. And so he actually sends his servants out to go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come. I want us to look at that word come as we see it on the lips of of our Lord all throughout the New Testament. But I actually want to start our time off by looking at an Old Testament passage that Christ draws on in the New Testament. The passage that we're actually going to start off in this devotional is Isaiah chapter 55, where we read these words, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself 
in fatness. This passage is a beautiful promise. God calls and he starts off with that word ho. It's it's a kind of an interjection in the Hebrew language. It's a way of saying, hey, everybody, wake up, pay attention. It's as if God is waving his arms and saying, look, look, everyone that is thirsty, come. And if you don't have money, come by anyway and eat. Yay, come buy wine and milk without money and and without price. And then he kind of turns it a little bit and he asks this question, why are you spending money for that which is not bread? And why are you laboring for that which does not satisfy? Boy, if if there was ever a description of our culture today, it would be people who are spending money for that which is not bread and laboring for that which does not satisfy. God invites us to come and to find fullness and fulfillment in him and him alone. You know, this is actually a passage that Christ references in the New Testament. We see this in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. It says, In the last day, that day of the great feast, Christ is in Jerusalem here. This is just a little bit of background. He's at this feast, a great day of the feast. Christ is in Jerusalem. And we read that Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. The Bible teaches that at this point, the Holy Spirit had not been given at Pentecost, but that when he came, he would come with a power and with a presence that would be unique. And that as a result of this coming, that there would be a new level of the relationship that people would be able to have with God. Christ had already offered the woman at the well water from which she could drink and which would permanently satisfy her. And now it's not just the woman at the well, it's all of those who are coming to the city of Jerusalem for this great feast. Christ stands up and lets all of them know that the water that will fulfill and satisfy them is available and it's available in him. You know, Christ offers us spiritual fulfillment. He invites us to come and to drink and to quench our thirsty souls. But this isn't the only place in the New Testament where Christ invites us to come. We also see in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, that Christ invites us to come and find rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, we live in a pretty hectic, fast-paced, exhausting society. We live in a society where there's constant talk about how people aren't getting the sleep that they need or the rest that they need. Have you ever gone on vacation and come back and felt like you needed another vacation? We find our work tiring and often we find our play tiring and we get to the end of the day and we are just so tired. And then many people will pull out their digital devices. They'll start scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. 
or YouTube, and they'll try to find the rest that just seems so elusive. Finally, late into the night, they'll put their phones away, still feeling empty, and wake up the next morning even more tired, only to repeat the process. You know, we serve a God who offers us real and true rest. Now, this rest isn't laziness. Notice this. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And this rest is not, you won't have to do anything. This rest is that your work for him will actually be restful. Verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest under your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Christ doesn't remove our responsibilities. He doesn't put us in some kind of uh, state where we don't actually have any expectations or anything he expects us to do. No, he continues to require of us to work on his behalf. But we find, he says, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Why? Because he himself gives us rest and refreshes our souls as we serve him. And so Christ invites us to come and to find rest. Christ invites us to come and find spiritual fulfillment. Finally, we see this beautiful promise, this third one, where Christ invites us to come and to live with him. The book of Revelation is a pretty intimidating book. Uh, There's a lot of imagery in it. There's a lot of description of judgment. There's a lot of descriptions of persecution. And yet, when we get to the end of the book, Revelation 21 and 22, it's all been worth it because we get to the end and we read about the beautiful city that God is preparing for those that love him. In Revelation 21 and 22, heaven comes down to earth and now God dwells among his people. And the way that this section is ended It's actually ended with an invitation. In Revelation 22, verse 17, we read, The Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears, that's that's you and me, say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. What a beautiful promise that God invites us, Christ invites us to come and to dwell with him and to live with him forever as we study this wonderful invitation that we find over and over again in the new testament from the mouth of christ we realize that god comes to the hungry he comes to the tired and he comes to the lonely he offers the hungry food without price spiritual nourishment for our souls he offers the weary a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light and he offers to the lonely, a place in his home, to the weak, to the lowly, and to the outcasts. Our God opens his hand and he beckons, come. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, You can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.